Folks, I want to welcome you back to the podcast Life Around the Fire. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And I want to thank you so much, not only for tuning in, but for sharing this. I've been getting some really encouraging feedback, which is awesome. And also, your prayers. I'm telling you, for those of you who are praying, thank you so much, man. It is working. <laughs> things are happening there's developments that are taking place it's encouraging to see the awakening taking place the revival man the revival of god's people waking up the giant's awakening man it's a beautiful thing i'm so encouraged today in this installment i want to talk about the faithfulness of God to provide for us, right? The faithfulness of God to provide for us. Back in 1985, my family and I were just beginning to enter into this thing called the ministry, you know? Uh, I was really excited about the call of God that was on my life. I felt that the Lord had put it on my heart to be involved in full-time ministry. And the way that things had worked out, it wasn't something that I had just done as a result of my, you know, kind of my, ah, I'm going to choose a vocation and I want to do it. This was a real process of things too lengthy to get into right now, but I had a call of God on my life, and I was on fire, lit up, man, and ready to go. 1985 had been a point in time where I had decided, now check this out. Now, this is not a recommendation for anybody, my disclaimer. Only disclaimer that I'll probably throw in this whole thing is I don't recommend this as the method to do things. This is how I went about it. I was 25 years old, and I was working full-time midnights as bank security guard. And I was going to college, seminary, full-time during the daytimes. Had a family, young family, three kids, wife, and I was really excited also, you know, even just in all of that activity, to serve God. And the variety of ways, feeding the poor, uh, being involved in 
uh, giving clothes away, uh, just a lot of good, cool stuff, man, and seeing people's lives changed. And in 1985, the disclaimer was that I quit my job. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't recommend it, but I quit my job because it, my heart was just broken. I didn't have enough time to do everything, and also the Lord God, <laughs> God. Yes, God spoke to my heart and said, David, I want you to trust me. I want you to leave your job and I'll provide for you. Now, I'm sure there are many of us that have people that have said that and they have fallen flat on their face and it's been a disaster. I don't doubt that. And I, in fact, had some naysayers myself, some naysayers. <laughs> some people tell me, dude, don't do it, man. Because I, I talked to a few people. Then I stopped talking to people. I said, forget this. Anyway, I quit my job as a bank security guard, the only income in the family. And <laughs> I had a little bit of money stashed. And so uh, I was volunteering my services at a local church. And it was really cool, young, vibrant local church had just been started kind of a church plant thing and ah it was really cool and so i'd free you know i just said hey and you need any help of course they needed help and so i was helping out and i decided i'm not going to tell anybody that i quit my job like uh you know because subliminally you could say okay i'm living my faith by the way did you know that i quit my job and kind of waiting and hoping that someone would say really well, here, here's 10 bucks or, uh, wow. You know, uh, I decided, I, I decided I was going to trust God. And so, <laughs> uh, one day things had gotten really skinny, thin grocery wise in the house. So skinny and thin that all we had was yeast, flour, and, uh, our, Bill had been paid, so we had water. That was literally it. Our cupboards were bare, and there were three kids, my wife and myself. And so I prayed, and I said, thank you, God, for your provision. And no sooner, like, did I do that. That sounds like I'm making this up. I'm not making this up. No sooner, like, that I did that, and the telephone rang, and there was uh, a guy on the other end and said, Hey, guys, Dave, what's, what's going on? I said, Ah, not much. Just sitting around thinking about what we're going to do for dinner tonight. He goes, Ah, oh, cool. He goes, Well, yeah, we were just talking about it, and we thought, Hey, how about this? We have pizzas, and we'll bring the toppings and the fixings and all that stuff over. Do you just want to make the crust? I said, Yeah, it sounds good. We can do that. <laughs> Little did they know that's all that we could do was the crust. And so we did, they did, and I was cool. We ate, it, we ate like kings and queens and princes and all that jazz, man. It was great. So they left and maybe left a little leftovers. I don't know what it was. But anyway, I went to, went to sleep that night, still bare cupboards. Woke up the next morning and I opened up my door and I bumped into something when I opened up the door. And as I opened the door, there were two bags of groceries that were sitting on the doorstep. Uh, 
two bags of groceries. As far as I knew, and I asked my wife, I said, did you tell anybody? And the kids didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. I don't think the people that were there told anybody because we didn't tell them. Someone had just decided that ah, they were going to, they, they knew about us. They thought we were cool people and all that jazz. So they just thought, because sometimes people do that. You know, it's like, hey, let's go bless somebody. Boom. They drop it off and they don't want to be known about it. They just do it. Okay. I'm thinking that's probably what happened. Or the Lord put it on somebody's heart. I don't know. But a sign of his provision, right? And the reason I'm sharing this is to encourage people. I want to encourage you. Some of us, some of you listening, some of us here and now are going through some tough times, man. I mean, skinny, skinny situations. And at times we can get kind of desperate, not even maybe kind of, we can get desperate. Maybe the jobs aren't going good or maybe, I don't know, maybe we lost the job or sickness, something, stuff. And financially, things are not good. Just to name an area, financially, things aren't just good, you know, right? I'm trying to, trying, I'm, my, my desire is to encourage you, have encouragement for us so that our connection with God maintains strong and that we actually can grow and that we look to God for provision. We don't start looking to old ways of doing things or we don't start looking to other means by, you know, kind of developing things to do th- that. We actually look to God. We actually look to him as father and say, father, uh, I need some help. See, because he wants to, he needs us to ask him though. See, that activates things. When we ask, that activates. Now, yes, God can do things without that, but at times he wants us to ask so that there's a connection and the relationship is more than just kind of this uh, stoic Sunday morning service thing. You know, it's different than that. So anyway, that was pretty wild. This grocery event happened and if you're in a situation, I'm going to invite you right now to begin to look to God and say, Father, we need some help, please. And you don't got to beg, you can ask, all right? Okay, so anyway, this uh, back to the story. Groceries came and groceries got eaten, consumed, all that <laughs> normal stuff. And the money, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, that money was gone. The little I had eventually got gone. And so, and still, I hadn't told anybody. And there was a little bit of tension that started happening as a result of it. It was just, you know, we still had every, all of our needs were met. But that was, I mean, that we were right there. And one day I was going to get some photocopies done. All right, working for this church, just volunteering my time, and they need some photocopies. So I said, yeah, sure, I'll go get some photocopies done. And, you know, went to the store to get some photocopies done. On my way into the place to get the photocopies, this guy was coming out. He knew me. I knew him. And he looked at me and goes, hey, David, what's going on? I said, ah, not much. Just make some photocopies, man. He goes, oh, okay, cool. And as he walked by me, he stopped, and, and he said, David. And I, I looked and said, yeah? 
he goes, he had this really unique look on his face, kind of like quizzical. He's like, like he's like, like listening or something. And he looked at me, he goes, are you, are, are you living by faith right now? <laughs> I looked at him, I said, huh? He goes, are, I mean, are you, are you trusting God for your, are you trusting God for stuff right now? I said, yeah, some, uh, and, and I was kind of befuddled because nobody knew. He goes, the spirit of the Lord just told me. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, yeah, the Lord just told me that you're living by faith. And he asked me, he told me to give you 20 bucks. I had no money. We had no groceries. Again, 20 bucks. Guess where that 20 bucks went to? Groceries. Okay? Provision was made. It started to increase my faith. My faith, my trust, my trust. See, almost a synonymous word. We could trust God. All right? You can trust God. You can trust God. You can trust God. <laughs> I can trust God. I'm now trusting him for bigger things which is cool, okay? So, long story short, I'll wrap it up with this, that, that it was a few weeks went by and people started beginning to, and I still hadn't told anybody, a couple weeks had gone by and one guy walked up to me, he goes, hey, David, he shook my hand and there was a piece of paper and he goes, I just, here, take a look at it around the corner. So I, I, I went around the corner and I looked at it and there was 200 bucks in a check for him. 200 bucks. Another guy gave me 150 bucks. I was blown away. I thought, God, I think you're in this thing. And it was then a little while after that, I hadn't known this, but the church had been growing all the time and they were in need of another staff member, a first staff member. I was staff member, an associate pastor. Well, the people of the leadership had gotten together and my name had come up and they had decided that they wanted me to come on staff full time with them to serve as an associate pastor in the outreach area of the church. I received a telephone call. They said, David, we want to ask you if you'd be willing to uh, serve as the associate pastor of Praise Assembly of God in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I said, let me think about it. Yes, <laughs> right? I had to think about it, man. It was right there. And so that leads, so that's just beautiful, right? Now, again, not everyone is going to go into full-time ministry. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is the faithfulness of God to provide for us. Now, that brings me to October 2020, right? October 2020, I was kind of minding my own business. I think I was praying or something, and this prompting came on me so to speak this this notion this the voice of the holy spirit was inside of me as it were to build a home 
sound studio. Okay? A home studio. Something to record, uh, like podcasts like this, YouTube, sound music recordings, and voiceover work. You know, the commercials, the stuff, the, the voice behind the product and all that. And I, and I, I barely had, you know, I'm, we had enough money, so to speak. You know, our stuff was met, but there was no additional to do that. A home studio, you know, I, I looked at the, I researched it basically, and it costs just the bare bones of a home studio is about three grand in today's economy and technology. Fortunately, today's technology, you can do a whole lot with three grand. Would have cost like 30 grand before. Now it's like three grand and you can do really well. This podcast is part of the process, the product. Anyway, getting ahead of myself. That was October of 2020. 2020. And uh, yeah, the Spirit of God wanted me to build that. And uh, also, he kind of wanted to show me that. He was going to provide for that, and he didn't want me to go and take a loan out and uh, talk to some people and say, "Hey, could you help me out with this?" You know, because I had I knew people that could probably do that without a problem, but it was he wanted to show that he wanted to provide for that, and it reminded me of what had taken place back in 1985, right? So I said. Okay, and what's my part? He said, believe me, pray, believe me. And basically, I'm going to send my angels out and do work. And I've been doing some, just indicating to me that he'd been doing some things behind the scenes that I, he just, he, he was, just wanted me to trust him as being faithful to provide, specifically the recording studio. And so, now, that's pretty wild, right? That that would be something similar kind of situation. There was no money for it. There was no money for it, for the studio. This studio, the, the stuff that you're hearing things from right now. Except on February of 2021, I received a check for the exact amount. Some unforeseen money had come my way that I had received a check for the exact amount to cover all of the material for this home studio. Now, it wasn't an exact need, per se, but it was something that the Lord was teaching me, God was teaching me, to believe him for not just my basic needs, but to believe him for things that he's involved in, that he wants me to be involved in. Hey, there we go. You know, God has to think that he wants you to be involved in, and you look and say, you can't be kidding me. God, me? God, do that? Yeah, you, God, you and God. Believe. If there's one of you listening right now, and you're like, brother, you kind of make a sense to me, man. Good. You're believing for something that God wants you to do, but you say, ah, 
I don't know about me or I, I just don't got the I don't I, I don't got the money for that. God does, and God believes in you. He's put in you what's necessary. He'll draw it out. He is not poor. He will provide. He can send his angels. This is wild. He can send his angels out, and they can tap on the shoulder of other people, and they will release the money. I could tell you story after story after story after story of provisions, how uniquely they take place. Provisions in the Bible where a man was fed by the ravens food when there was a famine in the land. I mean, God has ways. <laughs> God is God. God is not some figure, religious thing that, you know, has a long beard and sits on a throne and is a grumpy old man or whatever. Or this nebulous thing, this uh, kind of this energy that is a cosmic energy that is... Nah, collective consciousness, God is God. God was here before us. He is the one who never was and always is. Who was and is and is to come. Glory to his name, holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So that money came. This is happening. The sound studio is in process right now. The podcast is one of them. YouTube is coming up. The sound productions for music are coming up. We have all the material for that along with, I mean, it's soundproof. It's, it's, it's good stuff, man. So my encouragement and my statement comes right straight from Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 19, man. Read it again, David. Okay. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Talk about faithful. God is faithful to provide for us. You can trust him. I can trust him. Let's trust him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love for your faithfulness, for your provision. I ask right now that you would release provision to those in a time of need and faith to rise up, to make connection with you and to trust you, to be their Abba, their provider, their Jehovah Jireh, God provider, their El Shaddai, the one who feeds them. Lord God, thank you that you are not weak, but that you are mighty, that you are strong, that you bring about salvation, that you bring about restoration, 
that you bring about miracles, that you bring about provisions that we can't even see. You know them. You release them. Thank you. I ask you to do this in all of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. (sighs) Folks, thanks for tuning in, man. You know when I tell you that I love you? You say, dude, you haven't even met us. Or, yeah, okay, 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 okay. No, man. I love you because God has put that in my heart. I've not always been a loving guy. Okay? Got to remember, I'm a former drunk and drug addict, okay? Never been an abusive guy with physically stuff like that. But I've been chemically addicted. I've abused my own body. I have been so self-seeking, self-centered. I have been the person that I thought I was going to die drunk. I wasn't the only one who thought that. Well, God had other plans and God has other plans and I like his plans and his love. So, hey man, like it or not, I love you. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to doing more of this. All right. Take care. Bye.